I'm Francesca Donnellan. Welcome to Becoming More Human, the podcast. Every generation, through its arts and creativity, explores the same questions. Who am I and what really matters? We are so often taught how to emulate others to make other people happy. But how do we access what's good for ourselves and be strong enough to actually claim it? It's a constant practice because we all keep evolving. There are no limits to personal growth. You can start your journey today and get closer to discovering your true self. Give back to the people around you and make the world a better place. Welcome back, everybody, to Becoming More Human. We are grateful for you joining us on this journey. As always, we are here with the one and the only Uncle Kevin. Uncle Kevin, how are you doing today? Hi, Fran. I'm doing very well, thank you. Greetings from a, a very sunny Oregon. Ooh. So uh, we are we're very excited. Actually, the big news in my world is in the past week, we have had solar panels uh, installed and turned on. Oh, stop so, the press. This ah, is exciting. Yeah. So now all of our electricity is, <laughs> well, we've paid a lot up front, but now yeah. we have free electricity, hopefully for the next 20 or 30 years. So, oh. uh, and enough over to maybe get uh, an electric car. So that means, or at least an electric plug-in. So we won't be buying so much petrol or gas. Um, so well yeah, done. we we are. Uh, and now when I come home to England, I don't feel quite so bad about taking a transatlantic flight <laughs> for <laughs> twelve hours because I, I'm at least doing something to um, to. Uh, give back to my carbon footprint you are well i'm very impressed it's very inspiring especially you know as you've gotten older you've not given up you've actually lent straight in and you could have just gone i'll sod it (laughs) yeah um, leave it to the young people i'm not gonna i'm not gonna face this but good on you well you know the big thing about growing older um you know if we talk about different phases of life the 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 last third of life, the last quarter of life, uh, for many people is about creating legacy, mm. and uh, it's a really really important part, especially these days. As the over the last forty or fifty years, uh, the middle class has grown, and mm. it's not just the upper class and the working class. There's a lot of people in the middle. Uh, fewer and fewer people actually having children, which has its own consequences, but. The other reality is you've got to decide what you're going to do with whatever it is that you have created. And if you're still living check to check and month to month, then yeah. you have more than enough worries to deal with. But if you do have a, something left over and uh, you are in a positive position, you have to decide, you know, what has my life really been about? So for me, uh, for my husband and I, Bud, um, that's very much it. You know, what has our life been about? You know, what's the cherry on the top? How are we contributing positively to actually help the younger people like yourself and yeah. younger who are having to cope with the, the, the mess we've created? Mm, thanks for so, that. Um, you know, it uh, <laughs> should be laid at our door, not yours. Well, we appreciate you for that. So thanks, Uncle Kevin. You are most welcome. And we have had this week's interview, which has been quite fantastic should I say. I loved it. I mean, you shouldn't have favourites, but we are nearing nearing a break uh, in our episodes. We're going to have a short break over the summer. And I just feel like this was such a perfect 
ending to this year's podcasts. We had the wonderful conductor who works in the music industry. His story is of, is of what you would say was typical, wouldn't you, Uncle Kevin? Of somebody who works in the music industry, you'd imagine their, their life to be fast, hard drink and drugs and slight chaos. And now the modern pop star, you know, the likes of Harry Styles are definitely trying to move away from that. But I think in, in conductor's world where you're flying around the world DJing at all hours in the morning, that life seeps in. And he found that that seeped into his life and he decided to do something about it. And wow, what a transformation. I want to, I'm desperate to know what you thought, Uncle Kevin, because I just, I wish you were on that interview with me. I, we could have talked for hours. Dev, I enjoyed every moment of it. He is, I mean, I had no idea, I'll be honest, when, yeah. you, when I heard you say conductor, I'm like, oh, is that his job? And I'm like, <laughs> I had to actually look him up because in America, it, certainly people my age have no idea who, who the music, the modern music scene is. That really, um, I mean, that really surprises me, Uncle Kevin. I thought really? you'd be really down with some, you know, garage yeah. music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take the sarcasm out of your voice, my love. Um, <laughs> But, <laughs> but um, yeah, garage music is not my style. But I have to say... Garage. It's called garage. Garage, garage, same thing. <laughs> he, he's the poster boy for becoming more human. He I really mean, is. He found success in a world which is known for its hedonism. It's known mm-hmm. for its superfluous self-indulgence. Uh, it's born out of both uh, anger and frustration and um, being other and being independent. And it, it's, you know, like every young generation, it's born out of rebellion. Uh, mm. My generation had the same thing. It wasn't quite as dramatic, but it was there. He, at still a relatively young age, has A, managed to survive. Uh, too many people of his generation and his lifestyle are dying young. So yeah. the good news is, He's still alive. He's actually still breathing and doing his work, (laughs) and he's doing it well. But he's also bringing a great skill to it. And I have to say, right up front, when you asked him the first questions about pieces that have inspired him, and he brought up uh, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, who was like whooping loudly because (laughs) we've talked so much about creating habits in this series and it was so nice (laughs) it was so nice to hear a young person it was wasn't it It, a a book about not only changing habits and the bit i think the thing that anyone could take away your age my age or whatever is clear's point that comes up in atomic habits if you change 0.01 percent a day you're moving in the right direction. Yeah. And so much of this journey is not about destinations. It's mm. about the journey. It's like, am I getting better? I don't know. I relate it very physically to my physical journey since I had my triple heart bypass just over a year ago. You know, the first few months were lousy. Al, let's, let's be honest in terms of doing anything. Um, but in the last three or four months, I took the the chance to start working with the trainer. Uh, the nice thing is when you get to be old in, in America, if you have Medicare, not everyone gets Medicare, unfortunately, but if you get it, you also get free gym membership. So very, actually, It's a very new thing for you, isn't it, going to a gym? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not completely new, but it's, it's definitely something I've not, I've not done as much as I now wish I had done. But the good news is 
So let's get it, stay on the positive. <laughs> um, not my fa- past, more of my past failings. But the truth is, you know, even if it is just 0.1% every day, I can now see a difference because six months later, then those 0.1s added up to 5 or 10%. And suddenly there's a change. Yeah. And so whatever the habit is you're trying to make or break or change, yeah, I, I'll be honest, I have not read the book yet. I'm definitely going to. Mm, me too. But his recommendation, it was on the, the top of the New York Times bestseller list for quite a while. Yeah, well, it's such it's such a good thing that he's tapped into and he took himself away. And I think to recognize that in yourself is always the first step, isn't it? It's to know that you need to lean somewhere to ask for help. And it's and it's hard. Look, not everybody. He went to a um, retreat, I think, in Thailand. You know, uh, I understand not everybody can take themselves off to, to that type of experience. But I think when you hear him talk... He didn't escape difficult circumstances still. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, difficult people are still there, difficult things happen. And I think, you know, it wasn't a bed of roses for him, but he was still forced to ultimately make a decision of the road he wanted to continue to take in his life. And the way that he dissects the kind of spiritual journey, for want of a better word, he actually applies it to his own life and his own terminology and his own, you know, how he speaks in music and having set lists is sort of his gratitude list. And it's a really, like, for me, it was really enlightening because sometimes the spiritual world can feel closed off. It's like, oh, you don't write a gratitude list or you don't do this or you should do that. Or, you know, there is judgment in it and there is, you know, this is the way we do things still, even in in, in the so-called spiritual world, especially amongst the younger generation, these are all buzzwords that you hear flying around all the time. And I think it demonstrates somebody's real, like, deep like, soul learning when they have taken something and applied it to their life that is in a vocabulary that makes sense to him that he can then live by. And that's exactly what it should be. It's, it's a set of principles that he's taken on and regurgitated in his own way for him to be able to stick to it. And I think that's a really smart way to, to view this. And I thought that was just so clever and such a like, again, especially for a young guy, you know, he could be jumping on the zeitgeist of wellness at the moment and meditation and all these things. He's like, I'm going to manifest this. You know, he could have come at this completely differently. And in fact, I think his demonstration of his examples were so true to him that you could really tell he'd done the work. And he could tell he was passionate about the work he'd done and the kind of like ha-ha moments he's had within that and how he wants to help and give back to others. It's quite remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. There's a real blessing, and people might think this is weird to say, but there is a real blessing with hitting bottom. Yes. Because the one thing when you hit bottom is you do not want to put up with the bullshit any longer. Mm. Uh, when When you're sort of halfway down, you're, you're clinging to the, 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 the magical solutions. You're clinging to the language. You're clinging to something that might help a little bit and just, you know, slow your descent. But you're basically clinging to excuses, which is the bullshit. Yeah. And the, the thing, if you speak with anyone who is in the equivalent of a 12-step program or meeting or anything like that, where they have literally hit bottom and they have worked 
with others to to help themselves. And it is that they have done the work themselves. One might help create an environment into which they can do the work, but the person has to do the work themselves. Mm. You know, um, Shakespeare's great line from Hamlet, Polonius tells his son, to thine own self be true. The problem is finding out for ourselves what is true and stripping away the fantasies that we that society puts around us. Mm. Like parental stuff, uh, society, uh, culture that tells us we all have lived yeah. through it. We're all still living through it. What am I meant to be? Who am I meant to be? What, how will people love me? How will they they judge me more carefully or, or more uh, generously? It's very yeah. hard to actually, first of all, find out who thine own self is mm. and then be true to it. And that's a life journey. He got thrown in the deep end yeah. because of his stuff, and then he's he's he has worked himself to a very solid place and I sincerely hope that the world will benefit uh, anyone who wants to. His his story is there for you to relate to. Yeah. This is the great thing about good spirituality. There's old white guys like me. There's young ones like you. There's uh, African-American uh, here in America. There's people of color. There's people in the music industry. There's people right across the board. There, there are people, whoever you are listening to this today, if you're looking for your heroine or your hero or somebody just to say, can somebody like me do this work? Mm. Yes. There are, if you can find them, hundreds and hundreds of people who are like you. Yeah. I'm not like you probably. Fran might not be like you. But there are people like you and they have found a way to do this work. First of all, to find out how they can strip away the false yeah. self, the false identity, the images, the, the, the plastics, the plastic wrap around us, the false masks, and then do the work of becoming true and not relying on the bullshit. It can be a fun journey. His ability to actually have fun, um, yes. have a laugh about it was really refreshing. It was lovely. But there's yes. a couple of things he, he did say I'd love to bring up for people. Because yeah. he said he realized at one point the things he was doing was like putting water in his gas tank or his petrol tank. Yes. That, that image. And I love that. It was so strong. You know, when you realize I think I'm putting petrol in my petrol tank or gas in my gas tank. Uh, when in fact you realize you're putting water in it, it's like, well, no wonder the engine's running down. No wonder it's running badly. No wonder it's breaking down. So there, there's, there was a great question for me. When do I put water in my tank as opposed to gas or petrol, depending on which side of the Atlantic you're on? So I, I really appreciated that. And the other one was you have to learn to add the theory to experience. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Uh, and that was a great line because it's so often, you know, people are like, well, this is my experience and this is me and this is what I've done. And the next step, that's good. It's great. It's necessary. But the next step is to say, how does this relate to the wider experience of humanity? Mm. We start with the personal. We have to start with the personal. It's the right place to start. But the invitation then for anyone who wants to let their story be useful to others yeah. is to, to see how the, 
this broader experience, how the 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 uh, the theory of humanity uh, growing up, and let's face it, the way the the things are going as a humanity, we have to grow up very quickly if we want to, to be honest, save the planet. Yeah, and. And he's done this at such a young age, you know, he's not even 30. And he's having these sort of like life-changing moments already that will no doubt steer him into a new direction of life. And he already said on the podcast, you know, he's now bouncing around the world to all of these different gigs that he's got on, different time zones, different times of the day, slash mostly late at night. And he's like, I'm just riding high. You can tell he's just in his flow. And that's the ultimate state is to be able to get into flow state. And he's there doing it, but doing it without everything he thought he needed to do it in the first instance, which was the crutches of of drink and drugs, which is not unheard of, right? It's not like, oh, wow, look at that. You know, it's like everybody goes through those phases and thinks, oh, well, this will be better. I'll be better if I just go into that environment and have a quick drink and I'll be more chatty or whatever in, in in your own circumstances. And actually by breaking free of that, he's kind of feels like he's, he's discovered this whole new being. I'm sure at times he probably thought, well, I'll never be able to do my job. Part of doing it is being sociable and hanging out with people. And how can you hang out with people when you're not drinking and not partaking? And as a young guy as well, and he's still rising, you know, he's, he's not at the top of his game yet. So he's still got a lot to prove. Um, so to take that out of the equation is brave. It's a big decision that I'm sure by hitting rock bottom, you have no decision. The decision's kind of taken out of your hands, but not everybody when they hit rock bottom chooses to always change either. They'll find a way to crawl back up and, like you said, hang on a bit here, there and everywhere. And I think that he's, by pulling the plug, he's made these considerable changes. There's no doubt about it he's a better off person for it. And he says that, you know, he's full of energy, full of life, flying around the world, doing his job and feeling great at the same time. And I don't think you can ask for anything better than that in life. It's just that initial barrier to break through that and whatever, whatever it is in your own personal life. And, it, and everyone has their thing that they feel that they need, that they don't, they don't even really, sometimes you're not that conscious of it. He's broken free from that. And I think that's quite it's quite an incredible and very uplifting story he's got to tell, his own personal experience. My mind jumps to two things. First of all, that last word, the story. I think one of the hardest things to learn as a as you get older is we're used to looking back and going, oh, well, that was me then, that was, that was the story I was living then. But the truth is, we never, ever, ever, ever get away from the story. I still, at my age, I am still, there's still a narrative in my head that helps me live each day. There's still work I can do on that narrative, on that story, because that's who we are as, as human beings. It, it, and the, the challenge is to realize that I am living a story. Mm-hmm. And there's a thing in both storytelling and also quantum science in in that nothing is real. Nothing is real. And that is a huge thing to get around. So mm, I remember upsetting somebody who was a clergy person, and I meant it as a compliment. I said, you are a great <laughs> manipulator. And they were so angry and upset that I'd use that word. Yeah. And my comment was, if you're a clergy person and you don't know you're a manipulator, then we have a problem. So the the, the truth is, 
we are all fantasizing about this thing called me all the time. And it's a really weird thing to sort of take on board. Yeah, because, it is. It kind you, of sits with you funny, doesn't it? It, it well, yeah. should do. It should do because it's like, as I've mentioned, we moved into a new house about six months ago. And of course, we've decorated and we've made choices about what we have on the walls. All of this is creating a story. Yeah. It's a story we choose to live in. And it's still a story. It's not the truth. And so when you spoke about um, Conductor, you know, being someone who gets to travel around the world and, 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 and do his work, and you talk about somebody being at the top of their game, I'm afraid the biblical line that comes to me is, what does it benefit a person if they gain the whole world, but they lose, well, in the Bible it says their soul, but we could say yeah. themselves. Yeah. And, and history is, is splattered throughout yeah. with people who try to gain everything and lost themselves in the process. Yeah, so it's true. I think part of this thing of becoming more human, about growing up in becoming human, even whatever age we are, young, old, or in between, is being honest. And that, for me, was the, sort of the tr- crux of where that interview was. When somebody has realized their addiction, whatever it is, and even if your addiction is simply, I'm addicted to seeing this story I'm telling about myself, that addiction has to be named and we have to let it go or learn to let it go so that we can start building the true story, which is still a story. Yeah. But it's one over which I have authorship. It's not being authored by the culture. It's not being authored by other people. And I think all great spirituality it throws it back like Shakespeare's line, to thine own self be true. All good spirituality says, who are you? Who are you really? Let go of all the bullshit. Let go of all the images. Let go of all the the aspirations that you think yeah. you're meant to have. Yeah. Um, and we all do it. We all have done it. And we'll do it again. But Absolutely. recognize them for what they are because deep inside is an authentic story, which is about, and it's really simple. I know it's corny to say it, but the Beatles got it right. It's about love. Mm-hmm. It's about acceptance. It's about authenticity and the degree to which we can put up with the other things that are going on around us, which yeah. once you try and touch your own authenticity, the inauthenticness of what's going on around can be the hardest thing to bear. Well, Uncle Kevin, you have given us all a lot to think about in that closing speech. So thank you so much. It was really interesting, really interesting. Please go back and listen. Absolutely loved it. And I think it's a great way to to finish it. So thank you, Uncle Kevin. As always, I adore our sessions. I wish we had longer together. Well, likewise, Fran, it'll be a sorry summer without chatting with you every week, but I will look forward to the next time. Thank you, Uncle Kevin. I will speak to you soon. God bless. Bye-bye. I'm Francesca Donnellan, and you've been listening to Becoming More Human, the podcast. You can follow Becoming More Human on Instagram, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your podcast apps, such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and Google. And don't forget to check out our website for exclusive audio content on becomingmorehuman.co.uk. Join me next week for another inspiring conversation. Thank you for listening.